Hi everybody, welcome to another great episode for the Park Report Top 5. So you can see we have another great special guest with us, Mr. Pete Travis from Marillion and Transatlantic, of course. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Pete. And uh, and of course, our, our guest as always, Jeff Bailey. How you doing, Jeff? Hi, Roy. Hi, Pete. How are we? Very well. Very well. How are you, Jeff? Great. Thank you. So, yeah, you know, Pete, was, we actually haven't had you on the podcast since when since fear came out back in no. which is like five years ago now which is pretty amazing i can't believe it's been that long since that album came out i know i know well you know um the wheels of meridian industry turn slowly sometimes <laughs> so we haven't actually we are in the process of writing a new album actually at the moment but um but yeah we talked extensively with that album because that album and the album before it as well which is probably just as important were both very well um received by the media and our fans which is uh great for us and um so our kind of stock seemed to go up people seemed to be more interested in what we were doing and we were we were offered more uh you know some nice shows to do we did the royal albert hall Right. Um, then we went back and did two nights at the Royal Albert Hall hmm. and um, and did a, a, a couple of theatre uh, tours as well. So, um, so yeah, the band's kind of having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. That's or, great. Or, was. Or, what, or was. Or was. Well, there, you know, the timing for you being on here today is, of course, having to do with the uh, the new Transatlantic album, which is yeah, for sure. uh, the first in uh, seven years is it, by the time it's going to come out. I think out? so. Yeah, um, and uh, the absolute universe for anybody that's not paying attention, it's a, it's not one, it's two, maybe even three albums if you want to count it that way. And uh, it, it's quite an a, amazing piece of work, a ton of music. You guys took a long time, more than usual, to make this one, and um, we did you know, to yeah. come up with additional songs. You know, by now, when we're going to air this. Um, after the the release of the records, uh, so that so that we can actually talk about the new album in, in detail here, but mm-hmm. so so you know you'll have talked about every bit of piece about the album by then. Um, but what I do want to ask you is just in general, uh, now that it's it's you know on the way to coming out as we're speaking, and some singles have been out and reviews are coming out. Um, you know, what's your sort of feeling on the record looking back now, having had a, a little bit of a chance for it to have been finished and, and, and seeing people praise it. How you, how are you taking it all in? Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were kind of secretly very proud of what we ended up with in, in, in Sweden. Although, you know, there were two different directions that we ended up going in, which is why it became two albums, um, very different albums as well. But I think musically, it's it hits exactly where I wanted it to, which is, I guess, you get a bit of classic transatlantic, um, with, again, with a modern twist, and there's some, you know, there's some great, um, crazy music in there, along with some stuff which is probably more transatlantic. I mean, it's it's funny because we're not really a proper band. I mean, we're kind of a band, but we're all in different bands, and yet we have our own. We have a sound. Yeah, it really know? does. So, um, so we were kind of going for that. We didn't want to. We we didn't want to do something too far removed from what you would expect when you when you buy one of our albums. Yeah. And uh, and I think 
I think we just hit it right, you know. And the the beauty of having time away. I mean, having eight eight, eight years away. Some people would would um, you know you'd lose the magic, but with with transatlantic, I find that we all just fall back into place, and we just rather than remembering the things that we we didn't like about each other's company, maybe or spending because you spend a lot of time with musicians when you're a musician, you know. So sometimes it's nice to get that break, but um, we we find we really enjoy each other's musicality and you know company, and we we have a lot of fun actually. We do have a lot of, in, although we never have enough time to kind of really do much more than a quick album and then skedaddle. Right. Um, we do have a lot of fun while we're doing it. So, so it's been, it was great. And we recorded in Europe for a change. So that was quite nice. Right. Truly transatlantic record. Truly transatlantic. <laughs> it is, yeah. So Pete, obviously uh, people are, are getting, getting their head around this idea of the different versions and things like this. And I suppose that the things that maybe we've picked up in terms of, of uh, what, what people have said is that, you know, Royna sort of took charge of the, the longer version. Neil sort of took charge of the shorter version. The yeah. ultimate, the 5.1 version is sort of Mike's mass mastermind. Uh, what's the, what's the peep version? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is one. I, you know, I'm just, um, I didn't really want to get that involved. <clears throat> I had, I had, um, I had ideas, and you know, I mean, when we left, funnily enough, before we left Sweden, I was of the opinion that it, it was probably too long and, and might benefit from from being uh, shortened a little bit in places. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a couple of pieces of music tuck up together a bit quicker. Yeah, you know, mate, you know, I'm, I, I was, I was brought up in the '60s, so I've got a pop. <laughs> sensibilities you know about you know growing up with the beatles and the who and the kinks and and then you know zeppelin and everything else that came after i am i'm one of those people that well there's a there's a great course to be had why are we why are we taking this long to get to me (laughs) so um so i i I, yeah that's that was where i was coming from in a few places but um but at the end of it all um I think it's great that we managed to create two versions. That way, there's two different journeys, and yeah, uh, and they're both equally, you know, they're both equally. Uh, what's the word? They're both uh, valid. Yeah, they really are. When you when you listen to, because uh, I had the chance to listen to one a few weeks before I got a chance to listen to the other one, and yeah. it was almost like wait that what that's like not that's not supposed to be there it wasn't it was really like listening to something different and you know for anybody that thinks like oh it's just the same thing i i i don't need both it, it's really worth getting both because it, it really oh, yeah. is a completely different experience the, the melodies are different the lyrics are different the the some of the arrangements are different i mean it's pretty extensive what you guys did yeah i mean what what the great thing about it um, being recorded when it was um, is that because nobody could go on tour, we kind of had a year messing around and playing around with it. And particularly when we made the choice to do two versions, because we'd already, you know, we'd already put lots and lots of overdubs on. Royner had put many, many layers of guitars, mm. and we could really just sift through it all and make two different, you know, completely oh. different versions. <laughs> And some of it is the same music, but you just hear a very different mix. 
which is cool. It's an old thing that they used to do in, in, in the days of jazz, actually. You'd often hear very different versions of the same song, depending on which, um, which broadcast you heard and in which broadcast you bought. You know, I'm thinking of like Count Basie and people like that. Right. Yeah. They'd, have, they'd have like every week they'd go and do a different broadcast and there'd be a slightly different arrangement yeah. of the same song. You know, so is it that some of it's that and some of it, as you say, different songs. Um, for example, um, uh, da, da, love. Uh, can you feel it? Yeah, is a completely a new piece of music for um, uh, the breath of life, which doesn't feature at all on the uh, forever, forevermore, right. the yeah. extended version. Yeah, and that's a great and, tune. And I guess just to clarify, Forevermore is more or less what we ended up with when we left Sweden. And that was originally what we, was going to be the album. And I think Neil Neil said, well, at that point, he thought it was nearly done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, you know, a year later, it's nearly finished now. <laughs> and Pete, in, ter in terms of that album, if, if you could point to something that you'd say that that uh, that's kind of my contribution that i was most proud of is there anything or or, or things that yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a there's a few things that i was um involved in um i mean the first thing i was really involved in i guess was the core uh, funnily enough you know it has similarities to the whirlwind and one of these similarities is that um reaching for the sky is Musically, it's a it's my it's a verse that I wrote, okay. put together with a chorus that Neil wrote, and interestingly enough, the first song in the Whirlwind, and I've forgotten the name of it now, but I'll put it here, I think somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the song the Whirlwind, Whirlwind? the song yeah. Whirlwind, it's just Whirlwind, um, was was made up of a verse that I wrote, music the music to. Uh, and a okay. chorus that was one of Neil's, and Royner yeah. ends up singing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Now on 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 the whirlwind, I actually wrote the lyrics as well. But um, my lyrics, I'd I'd only written scratch lyrics for all of the all of my pieces, okay. because I I'm not really an, a major lyric writer. I figured mm. that either Neil or Royner would probably dictate the theme. Of, of the album so I was just broad stroking really with my lyrics and one of the songs for example solitude mm -hmm. I had to rewrite the lyrics because um, it was actually the second half of another song from an Edison's children album okay and uh, and and it didn't make it on the Edison's children album and when I knew we were going to be recording this album I thought oh well it's a nice piano figure you know I could make something yeah. of that yeah but of course what was going on lyrically it didn't make sense to jump in halfway through a, a stream of consciousness so i had to um, rewrite the lyrics for that right and i think the other night i was watching the making of documentary and i actually noticed throughout it again people maybe have in their head oh you know well because neil sings it maybe he's written it or because Royna sings it he's written it or indeed in in that in that video you're playing stuff on the piano you're playing the guitar yeah it's more than yeah. just oh i come along and i play bass on this album yeah sometimes yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i mean we, yeah we're we're all sort of multi uh, musicians you know multi talent uh, what's the word 
Ultra instrumentalist. So it's quite late here. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's no excuse because it's quite late for you as well. Yeah, so. Indeed. Well, talking about we talked about Marillion earlier on. Mm. Um, what what's what's happening in Marillion world at the moment? So Marillion are uh, well, yeah. That's a good question. Things are on hold a little bit because of lockdown, but um, we do. You know, we're 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 lucky enough. We have a lot of music that we've written and bits and pieces we've even arranged that. Um, that we have access to on a cloud base. Mm. So we can kind of work at home, but really we're at a stage where the magic needs to happen when we're all together in the studio. Yeah. So we're just kind of waiting till that it is kind of safe enough for us all to be back and doing that. But Mike Hunter, our producer, mm. has got some songs, I think three or four songs that he can actually edit together and we'll see uh, what he comes up with great so yeah we have a tour planned later in the year depending on what happens we may or may not yeah i was gonna ask you about touring and and if you saw that coming back soon is there a hope that you might also be able to tour even a few shows with Transatlantic for, for the absolute universe. Are you guys trying to see if that can happen? I guess, I guess the, the, the I mean, the, the first thing that's probably going to have to happen realistically is that all the shows that got canceled by all the different bands that had to cancel them are going to have to be honored, mm. you know, because right. I know there's a lot of things were postponed until this year. And then like, they're probably all going to have to be postponed again. Yeah. So, and there's things like cruise to the edge. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know. Obviously, we'd all like to tour. Um, the record company, for sure, would like us to tour. So, um, yeah, we're gonna see what we can do. But the first thing is to make it safe for people to come back into venues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're gonna, if, you know, if it takes too long, it's gonna be a case of well, do people actually want to come back to venues? Mm. You know, it might just seem a little bit odd. <laughs> well, I, think, yeah, well, I, I can tell you, I I want to go see a show, so I, I, I <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. do. I want to go and play one. I, no, <laughs> well, yeah. I think I but think that, it's that, a, a combination of that and the and the article I read at the the weekend that they said, you know, there'll be a building up in people's confidence to return, but actually, just about every single band will immediately want to tour, and they go like, are there even enough venues to do? Well, to do, you know, to thing, do that. That's, that's another <laughs> big question as well because venues, uh, you know. It's pretty hard to schedule a tour at the best of times, yeah. but I know there's going to be a backlog of, uh, yeah. you know, really promoting who can tour, a who, which which venue can have. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh no, you know, all of the, you know, like all of the rock acts are wanting to tour this and all of that. Well, there's a lot of big, there's a lot of bands, there's a lot of live music out there, and if it, if we all want to tour at the same time. It's not, it's going to be counterproductive as well. So we'll have to see how it works out. Right. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, and get started. We're going to talk about our top five transatlantic songs, which, um, what we decided to do for this was just give the, uh, option that if you wanted to, to break down the whirlwind into 12 separate tracks and pick one of those, (laughs) we're going to make that available because otherwise that limits a lot of songs that you can choose from. Um, yes. But of course, some that's people it, count it sense. as one song, right? So it, it's, it's you know, <laughs> uh, that works as well. Uh, and everything from the new album uh, albums uh, is uh, is in play. So, Pete, we'll oh. let you get 
we'll let you get started with with your first pick, uh, your number five choice. My number five choice would be. This is so hard for me <laughs> as a band it's, member. It's like they're I all know, the children, the part. You, know, you know? Yeah, well, I guess so. I'm going to... Oh, sorry. Do apologise. My piano's on. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to... I'm going to start with... Oh, what did I go for? I know. I'm going to take forever doing this. <laughs> I'm going to start with. Can I have two? I'm going to start with. <laughs> well, we'll do. You can do honorable mention, and then your number five. <laughs> do that. So, I'm going to start with this little. Yep. Album, lovely in vinyl, by the way. If you haven't got it, it's a fantastic thing. Indeed, and they're about three hundred pounds on eBay. <laughs> on eBay, yeah, like, those, I know. Those I know. There are, Final are prices insane. are out of control. Gonna, this is available for two hundred and ninety-nine pounds. <laughs> Send. You I'm can write you I'm directly, kidding. right? <laughs> but, but yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the overture from Kaleidoscope, and I mean, it's too big a thing to be my, mm. you know, almost almost ran but um but yeah that's what i'm going to choose first and one of one of the things i love about it um just i had a great day today by the way because i never listen to my music you know once <laughs> once i've done an album i'm on to the next thing or i'm writing music for something else or like i have i have to sort of um be working on some production or something so i never really i'm not and i'm not like mike mike can remember every nuance <laughs> of every album he's ever listened to right. in his in his life, and and I can't. So I had to dig back in, and I listened to everything this morning and this afternoon because they're long. Um, <laughs> and I and I came up with the the overture because it's just got some lovely things about it, and it's very well played as well. It's like um, it's like we've learned how to how to be transatlantic at this point. Yeah. And um, and I think it's the benefit of all the other albums going before it. It's got great tones and it's a really nice overture. It's very cleverly put together. Yeah. yeah. Great, Jeff. Great. You you want to go? Uh... And and my and my fifth and my fifth. And <laughs> oh, that, okay. So that wait, that was the honorable mention. That was the honorable mention. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So should I do my fifth? Or yeah, do yeah, you, please. Do, yeah. Do we have honorable mentions? <laughs> I might. Okay, we'll see. Right. Yeah. So, so my 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 fifth, and if probably if this was any other band, it would be higher up. But it's the Dreamer and the Healer, mm. because um, again from Kaleidoscope, and again it's it's just it's just um, a really nice sentiment, and it's not fast and furious like no, uh, well, not all of it is anyway. Right. You know, it's got a nice. It's got a great song in there. So, and, so um, are you saying so? Not into the blue, the whole thing, the section, the, the dreamer. And no, the these two sections. I yeah. just, I, I thought into the blue. Well, yeah, it was either dreamer and the healer, or written in your heart, I guess. But I went for, I opted for dreamer and the healer. The dreamer. 
I mean, yeah, into the blue. It's a, it's a, it's one of the things that we ended up favouring from the Kaleidoscope album when we that we would play live because it just it it's a, it's um it runs well and it plays well, you know. And one of the things you notice when you make albums is that the really good songs kind of play themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they obviously don't, but you know, they become easy to play. Yeah. Um, and the ones that aren't so well written are kind of always quite hard to play and quite hard to remember little bits of. And that's simply because the the craft isn't quite there. They're not quite as polished as they maybe could be uh, when they, when we arranged them. So uh, Into the Blue is very well arranged. But those two particular, Overture and The Dreamer and The Healer, kind of stood out for me. Brilliant. Uh, all right, Jeff, you want to go? Yep, sure. Um, we did this a couple of months ago with, with Mark Kelly and when we did Marillion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that was really hard because there was so much to choose from. This is a different kind of hard because, because there's, there's not so much and because, uh, you know, yeah, there's so many, I suppose, favorite moments. So I, my, my picks are kind of pretty much the thing that when I had a listen through, they, they jumped out. Um, and so they're maybe not necessarily the, the 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 things that on a different day I would pick something different. But my first choice was um, Sweet Charlotte Pike from Bridge Across wow. Forever. Wow! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a Beatles fan. I, yeah. I, I love I love the fact that there's just so many ideas that keep kind of jumping out. Um, you know and that section uh the it's hard where everybody has a line you know i i just think that whole mix of mix of things is really clever um and, yeah and, and then how the, the themes from earlier on start looping back in and you of know, course the early it's transatlantic early, right yeah yeah and i just i I, th- I think that's just one of the ones that it's probably a deeper cut but it's it's one that I think is a really fun track. If she runs, run, 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 and just hope that she comes back. If she breaks, let her break, 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 let her bodies attract. And if she's It is, isn't it? And what, one of the nice things, of, I mean, we were totally on Abbey Road Fest, you know, when we, were, when we were compiling it. It's like we had all these little bits and we didn't quite know what to do with them. Um, we didn't know whether they 
you know they weren't kind of valid for the album but we thought let's do you know let's do a side two of heavy road and so the reason why it's called sweet charlotte pike is because it's a suite of music and the studio we recorded it in was off the road called um charlotte pike yeah <laughs> pike being obviously an american word for lane or or whatever yeah. road yeah. or something yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we named it after kind of, kind of like your Abbey, on, your Abbey Road. And, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. Great. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, uh, the live seeing that version. Uh, the live version of that song is actually really cool too. Um, yeah, because we put the Beatles stuff yeah. in with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go uh, with my number uh, five, and uh, I think I've I tried to maybe do it in a way where I pick one from every album and I'm trying to maybe stick to that, but, um, God, this was really hard. And, and in a weird way, I'm going to go with something from the whirlwind with my first album, which is unexpected. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, it's just how sort of things shook out for me. But, um, and this is also, I think like, like Jeff was saying, maybe a, a deeper cut that might not, might not be expected, but it's, it's one of those melodies. The thing with the whirlwind album for me is there's, maybe five or six parts spread out throughout it that are the, I just remember those parts. You know what I mean? It has, it's mm. that kind yeah. of album. And uh, so I'm going to go with a man can feel because that, that chorus is, mm. is the one that always just rings in my brain. Um, and, uh, and, and plus the, the great bass, the great bass line that is in the beginning of the song, which is really cool. So. Yes, that's really interesting. Um, what's great about that song for me is particularly the chorus. The chorus has, it's got that kind of slow driving thing. And I use this kind of running bass line. Yeah. And when I came up with that, I was thinking of, I think it's called Fly on a Windscreen by it yeah. on lamb lies down in broad on broadway yeah and it's mm -hmm. got that slow driving kind mm -hmm. of drum thing going on with the bass yeah and um and so that's what brought me around to to playing that particular chorus yeah, that, that walking bass line in there is very uh da, 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 da. yeah it's almost like very Paul McCartney, something something Paul McCartney kind of would play, and then it would, white again, album yeah, kind of thing. Or Rutherford, funnily enough, Rutherford is another one of my sort of go-to right. heroes, and um, he's very melodic, yeah, at, at times, but very he, he often, uh, you know, in the earlier like the knife and things like that, he would play the the octave things as well. But it's around. tough, with, you know, because with the whirlwind, like, because right after that, I think. Coming out of the night is the 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 next little bit. I know. And so as you listen know, to that, and you're like, "But that's good too." <laughs> like, I, like that. I know. <laughs> I know. You almost have to stop yourself overthinking yeah. it, don't you? And just pick what stood out at the time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right. So that's uh, the first one. So we'll let you go with your number four. My number four. <laughs> 
Well, now you see, you see, I'm going to have to change something here because my number four is a man can feel. Well, you can keep it if you want. <laughs> yeah, if you want to keep it, we've done that before. So, but I won't do that. Okay. I will do. I will do. Um, but now I, I don't feel so crazy picking it. I want to. I want to. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, again, I, for the same kind of reasons as you, it yeah. really stands out, doesn't it? But. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with actually out of the night because because again, like yeah. you were when you when, when I was listening through, I was thinking, oh yeah, a man can feel. I love that because mm -hmm. I really do. Um, but then when that when that came on, it's like that really kicks in. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's a great it's a great example of Royna kind of having fun with his music. Royna is a very very clever musician, a very very clever writer. And he does, you know, he he's he doesn't mind picking fun at music, <laughs> and um, you know, it, it, and um, you know the way he arranges that is quite kind of playful. amazing of all the whirlwind songs we settled we we went right there to like, <laughs> i know pretty I know. wild well i nearly i nearly went for being cheesy and picked evermore because i love my i know i played it but i do love that bass line. <laughs> but i thought no i can't do that i'm english i can't i can't start my own so so yeah lovely uh okay cool. jeff you're number four Okay, uh, so number four, I, I'm going to overlap slightly, and I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I had picked all of uh, Kaleidoscope as my number four. Um, yeah, and and again, I, I think it's probably the, the song. All of this, yeah, the song. Um, you know, uh, Pete talked about a, a, a couple of the parts. I mean, I, I remember um, seeing it played live, and that kind of nearly Egyptian-y sounding bit in the in the in the overture um seeing that the sort of the crowd kind of clapping to that that was a real moment um you know and again how it goes from the neil bit at the start the black gold part that Royna does and yeah, then in, yeah. into into walking the road uh, you know a pete song within it um and, and i love then how you know it comes back in that high on the hill the ending part um you know it brings all together i, I just think that's a really Probably one of those songs that on the album was kind of right, uh, but sort of came to life whenever I whenever I saw it live that it just really really worked uh, really well. So yeah, that's I, I'm I'm going to pick shout. the thirty minder. I always like yeah. your your picks, Jeff. It's it's always the <laughs> right the left turns a little bit, which is great. <laughs>
we, yeah, we always joke about how we never pick the predictable songs on these on these podcasts. It's... But I, th- I think and I think there's a little bit of it going. You know, if if you wanted to show somebody, you know, what what's transatlantic about? You go well, here. It is here. You know, there's you know, there's four different singers. There's lots of different styles. They all do different. It's I suppose that's sometimes one of the things I think it's yeah. it's illustrative of 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 yeah of, no you know. It's right. one of those things, isn't it? It's like, well, what does what does transatlantic sound like? And we've although we've got our own sound, there's there's yeah. about five different versions of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Which whichever whatever you want. Do you want a song or do you want? Bro, it's all, well, and you, can, you pop, say the person. Well, how much time? How much time do you have? Theme, you know. know? <laughs> Indeed. That that'll that'll depend on what I show you. Uh, exactly. So okay, so I'm gonna go um, to the new albums for mine. And I have to say, this was probably the hardest to pick something from the absolute universe because maybe because it's fresh and, you know, maybe over a few years, the one or two songs that you like the most stand out a little bit easier than when it's brand new to you. Um, so this, sure. was, this was really challenging. There's a, just a lot of amazing uh, moments on it. And um, easily could have gone four or five ways. Um, But I think I'm going to go with the one song that, for whatever reason, again, just like a man can feel, I tend to always want to listen to it. It's uh, Darkness in the Light, which is just a really cool, different... I think it's actually kind of a different kind of song for Transatlantic. Yeah, it is a little bit different, isn't it? uh, uh, really just great groove. It has some cool instrumental moments to it. The, the, the chorus is very, very cool with Royna singing and Neil, Neil calling back. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I think it's another song where your bass is really up front. Uh, yeah, of, it is quite up front song. actually. Yeah. So, it is. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I'm going to feel the same way that that's going to be my pick a year from now, but that's, that's the one I'm going <laughs> with now. Cool. Yeah. That's great. So, that's and that song. actually is one song it's one of the few songs that's the same on both versions. Is that right? Um, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Is, am I right, Jeff? I, I think re- so. I'm I think so. Yeah, I yeah. I think that's right. I, I can't remember. You see the Call Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Royner or Neil worked on those two versions. I guess it did. I guess it did end up being the same. Mm. And I guess in some ways it's quite nice that we, you know, sometimes it comes together and kind of references itself, if you, that makes sense. Yeah. And then goes off again and branches away. Yeah, exactly. Um, and well, because right after that, I think is the swing, high swing, low. Yeah, and uh, take now my soul. Take down my, my soul, Nick, take or, now my soul, which are, which are very oh, yeah. different. So you've yeah. got two different, again, yeah. two different stories being told. Right. Yet uh, somehow the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll let you go. Uh, Pete, your number three. My number three is 
I'm going to go for the, the whirlwind and I'm going to go for the overture because I'm a sucker for an overture. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I guess it was Neil first time we did. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm also going to go with the overture into whirlwind, right. the song whirlwind. Mm. And, um, and that's really because I think it's the overture sets the album up so well for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was a really good, I, I think we've used overtures, you know, three times now on four mm. times probably with this album. Hmm. Um, but, um, the whirlwind overture is really good. And just sets up the music and then it kicks into the song which is you know kind of you know one of the things that we are and I guess we're not ashamed to be is there's a retro vibe to what sure. we do in transatlantic yeah. and um, you know I think it's really cool to have that and because it's retro, but again, you try and find exactly where it is. It's kind of in, <laughs> in amongst a lot of things that were around um, yeah. when I fell in love with progressive music. And, That's true. Um, so I don't think it's... Uh... I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to think of, of you know, there's certain things that I think are like some of the songs we do. I'm thinking of like Whirlwind or... Um, um on for example simply i can't remember it you know full moon rising and i'm thinking well where do where where would you if you were saying they're a reference to early yeah. progressive rock exactly where is that reference yeah and i guess it's kind of somewhere between uh you know yours is no disgrace with a little bit of early Genesis, maybe something like Watch of the Skies. It's a kind of, it's a mismatch yeah. or, mi or a, a, a mix up of all of that kind of essence in amongst. I, yeah, no, but I think where what the, we're doing. I think where the, where the similarity lies with transatlantic is just in the, in the, uh, the approach more than anything. Yeah. I that's it, right? Like approach, yeah. we'll throw in 20 parts. We'll do this. We'll make a 30 minute song, you know, old organs and hand, you know, you know, Mellotron. Yeah, sure. That's, that's it. I, otherwise bits and bits and parts. I don't think it sounds like Genesis or yes or anything directly at yeah, all. Yeah. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it doesn't, but it, but there's, there's definitely a, the vibe, you know, Yeah. Mm. Which, which is cool. Yeah. No, that's great. I'm very happy to, I'm very happy to to be doing that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Um, so right, that's yeah. why I picked. Yeah, that's why I picked um, the whirlwind. All whirlwind. Yeah, perfect. Um, 
Okay, Jeff, you're number three. Okay. Um. I. I. Yeah. I wanted to put in something from the new albums, and like you, I. I struggled. Um. And so I. I, I tried to pick the thing that I've probably listened to the most on repeat. Um. Which is probably about the last twenty minutes or so, which I think are really standout. Um. So I'm gonna say "Love Made Away" being the closing song, and and I think it's that. It's that sort of. Yeah, it's the closing song. It's the it's the epic to end the piece, and you know we we love the overtures, but also the big, uh, you know, climactic endings, and and that's just a, a perfect pull together of everything that's gone before. And, yeah. Um. I I I think I I think the words in it are fantastic. I think it's just got that kind of uplifting. Um, feeling that, that that should be at the end and i suppose it within the kind of you know the themes of the darkness and that kind of thing it's it's the light shining at the end it's it's the big moment and i i, I think um that that's a really really strong part of the album you went with that that was oh i was teetering maybe with that part as well because the ending is just so good um and it's and it's and it's in con you know it's in context because you've got everything that comes up to it the you know the the sort of the the chaos of that big instrumental passage and then bang and here it is um you know i know yeah it's, it's 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 really fantastic it's those 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 things are just great live, you know. It's yeah, just yeah. it's just a real joy to be on stage with those other you know fine musicians and really putting something m- monstrous out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the, the you know the, the the feedback we get from the audience is just amazing when yeah. when when those things you know when you hit them right and I think we do with with um and that's a lot of that is kind of neil neil does like a big a big end and i <laughs> guess the big you know, ending. neil's the master yeah, of the big ending, and, yeah and it's kind of got that spiritual essence to it as well mm-hmm. it means something you know to a lot of people in yeah. lots of different ways yeah yeah sure. i love that um okay so i'm gonna jump in uh my number three uh well pete you sort of referred to it but i'm gonna go all in with the the whole song for it so i'm going to say into the blue from kaleidoscope for my number three and Good man. uh similar to what you're talking about the the dreamer and the healer part is just so uh goosebump kind of kind of yeah. moment and you know one of the things that also makes it uh, uh special to me is um is the progressive nation at sea cruise when you guys premiered the the album on that on that ship and and uh you know i don't know if, if you remember but I, I was watching it you were guys playing the very first thing as the ship was sailing away was you guys playing the first I album. That. i mean uh the full album 
And that was so cool. And that it was, was such just a like, cool thing. You know what? There. Since then, there's been a million cruises. We've all gone on some of them and, and multiple times and all that. But this was the first one I had been on and a lot of us had been on. And it was just like the ship is just sailing away. You guys are playing into the blue with that theme yeah. and the whole thing. And it was just like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, it, so it was a good start amazing. to the cruise, wasn't it? Same. It was my first cruise as well. Yeah. It was really, there was nothing like that first moment. And, uh, and it was great. I remember that. The beauty, the beauty of being able to play at the beginning of the cruise when you're still within kind of dry land, you know, you're going along the side of the coast is that there's not too much wind and there's not too much chop. So the sound was good. The drums weren't flying all over the place like later on for some of the bands on stuff. Because when you're on deck, it can be it can be tricky. But it was just like a perfect. It was a perfect show, really, for the perfect time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It stuck. It's stuck in my mind. I can still remember it now <laughs> if I think about it. Yeah. No. I, I mean, for, for thinking, many of us, that, how cool is this? It, it was, <laughs> and and it just continued from there. Obviously, for the four or five nights, or or whatever, how long it was, and 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 the big yeah. ending, the big ending show that you guys did was also just insane. Um, Do you but, know, I can't even remember what that was. Yeah. It all. I love those cruises. I love I love being able to see all the other bands, particularly bands like Focus, because mm -hmm. I, you know, when I was a kid. I was buying Focus. I bought Moving Waves when it first came out, and I was a huge fan of Thais Van Leer and Jan Ackerman. Mm. And to yeah. actually see that live is good. Yeah, it's good. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a blast. So I hope there's. Uh, well, you guys are supposed to be Marillion, supposed to be headlining the we next are. one in 2022. So let's cross our fingers. We are. Hope. Yeah, we'll be we'll hope be on there for it. sure in, in in some capacity. Yeah, I can't, you know, when they postponed the last one, which was supposed to be, you know, last uh, in uh, in 2020. Yeah. They, then they had the, the forward uh, thinking to postpone all the way to 2022 because, <laughs> it, you know, and I, I no one would have imagined. But I think right now, if it was coming up right now, I think we'd probably be postponing it again. So, yeah, for sure we would. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I'm sure there's a lot of work to be done on the ships and everything. I mean. Yeah. A lot of ships are just side of the you know coastlines, yeah. waiting we'll see, to we'll anchor. See if, we'll see if that comes back. I really, I hope it does. I hope it does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Cruises and airlines—they're all going to be kind of <laughs> hit, aren't they? Well, well, tw I think 2020 was the year you did the most, Roy, to try and talk me into attending. <laughs> I was trying. Yeah, yeah Jeff I'm hasn't made it to one of the cruises. To, and, and I'm he's, glad I didn't listen to you. <laughs> and, he, and, well, and he, you know, and, and to be, you know, to his credit, I think it's, well, all, all the bands. So, see, for us living, for me and, and people like myself that live in Florida, we don't get to see a majority of the bands that are on the ship. So... Aside from yeah. the fact that I work on it as a, as one of the hosts, that's a separate thing. But I would go just as a fan because it's I get to see like thirty bands that I never get to see because they just don't make it here. They don't make it to Florida. No, do they? most of the bands they do, do make they do it New to New York and then go across. Yeah. Right. So most of the bands do come to you know Ireland or at least to London. Or it's not too far for you or you know whatever. So he is able to see a lot of those bands. So I've played Ireland twice, I think. Yeah, I, th I think you've played it more than twice, have you not? We did well. We've done Belfast and Dublin 
I think we've done them twice in in. You we did so eighty four. Yeah. You did Belfast and you did Belfast recent recently. Yeah, we did. And, we did. And you, and you did Belfast on marbles. Oh, did we? Okay, and, three. And, yeah, you're right. We played that did, little pub, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, the Empire, and uh, you did um, Dublin on arachnophobia. Oh, what do I so know? I was, I was down See, that. <laughs> got another encyclopedia. Never over asked here. the band. <laughs> ask the fans. Yeah. So you I just play here. bass, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was really funny about that arachnophobia show was we got down really early, and uh -huh. we and we sneaked into the back, and it, I think it was the first show of the tour. So you guys did a full run through. So we sat in the back and minded our own business and watched the yeah. full show without anybody there, and then went That's back to that. See it that's again, when we were used. Wow, <laughs> we used to be professional. We used to do that kind of thing. <laughs> These days, it's like it'll be fine. That's great because you know, it's a weird thing. You can you can rehearse as much as you like, but until you've actually played something on stage, it's you know, it's really hard to know if you're going to know it or not. Right. Well, let's let's go ahead and keep moving. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, Pete, you're number two. My number two. I'm going to go with sleeping wide awake. Hmm. I mean, really, I could have just gone with stranger in your soul because it was, so maybe I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll go with all of it because <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Um, yeah. But what's what the, the two things that split st um, really s uh, stick out for me are sleeping wide awake and awakening the stranger. Not so long ago, I lived far below where you are. I didn't even know home was far away. I was sleeping wide awake, breaking down, waiting for the sound. And I, I might, I might, yeah, yeah. I might have some things to say about that song as well. So, oh, <laughs> great minds, huh? but great uh, minds. yeah, that's listen. It's it's great. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic song. No no arguments there. Um, okay, Jeff, you number two. Uh, okay, my number two. So um, we talked about we talked about the big endings, and we talked about the the lead ups to the big endings as well. So I. Um, I actually saw the last three shows on the Kaleidoscope tour, um, London, Manchester, and then the High Voltage. And, oh, yeah, High Voltage. Um, yeah. And so my pick is, is it really happening? Um, you oh, know, so thank it, you. It, it kind of starts, you know, with that, the Mellotron and the bass riff. It builds, it builds, and then it goes into the kind of, so, you know the air punchy key keyboard riff and then all the crazy 
time signature bits at the end that I can remember. Like yeah. it was, it was an ex- I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's an exhausting thing to play. It was an exhausting thing to, to watch and kind of <laughs> keep clapping in time with. Um, but, but I just, and again, the kind of big boom finale. Um, I just, I just think that was a, that was a brilliant, brilliant piece of playing, uh, you know, completely different from, you know, the pop songs of, sweet charlotte pike that we talked about but just a brilliant mm. piece of playing yeah. and arranging and a band just uh do, doing their thing which is also a, a key part of what transatlantic's about yeah yeah well is it really happening uh, is one of mine actually okay and um when i was writing it i was thinking i mean i guess i was kind of thinking of pink floyd i was like because yeah. there's a lot of music with transatlantic but sometimes I feel it's nice just to have a complete break, but mm. um, but I wanted—I didn't just want a break where there was an expanse of sound. I wanted a kind of hypnotic, almost a chant type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I figured with the whirlwind theme, because I've at the time I wrote it, I knew the theme was going to be the whirlwind. I thought, would well, it be good to, you know, is it really happening? Is it really going to happen? Because it's one thing people telling you something's going to happen. Yeah. But another thing, actually believing it, <laughs> you know, yeah. people it... are quite often like, oh, there's supposed to be a big storm, but you know, we're not sure it's going to pass out. <laughs> that's a... Oh my God, there's a big storm over <laughs> No, that's a really powerful part of the album. It's, it's really, and like you're saying, Jeff, leading up to the big ending, it's perfectly kind of placed there. I think it's really, really good. that speaks as well to what we were talking about earlier because you said pink floyd and it's interesting but it's never really come into my head until now but i suppose there's the is there anybody out there you know from the wall i guess yeah it's yeah, kinda, yeah but, but yet kind of you know but yet pink floyd would never do what you guys you know did, <laughs> did at the end of that no. song no, no. Well, all the yeah. craziness which is why you can't actually go well yes it's it's no it's, exactly it's that whole yeah, no it's just thing, um, really. it's a starting point and then moves on and the thing about those kind of moments live is that as the tour went on, because I remember the first show we did for the Whirlwind tour was in LA and it was yeah. a, con- a convention center. And, uh, and it was like guests and all sorts of people. And it was, a, it was like a kind of a festival thing. Okay. And, um, and it, it had been, it had been kind of designed so that it would, allow us to have the money to get over to America and, and start the tour. So it's very cool of the people that actually jumped in and, and bought tickets mm-hmm. and, and, and organized everything for us. But um, as the tour, it wasn't, we didn't play particularly well. I mean, we got from the start to the end, but it, when you, if you compare it to where we were at Shepherd's Bush, at Shepherd's Bush, we were kind of really on fire. Mm. And yeah. Manchester the day after, as you mentioned. Yeah. And when you get to that stage of a tour, everything that's supposed to be fast is faster. Everything <laughs> that's supposed to be loud is twice as loud. And <laughs> any energy that's coming off stage is really thrown at the audience at such pace 
that you know they have to they have to uh, you know really you know they can really get the whole thing almost um, louder than and, and bigger than it than than it possibly could be. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I think then, I think course, I think High Voltage not... was was mm -hmm. a festival a few months later. So before High Voltage, we were in a caravan because we had the, like, these little cabins as um, and it was a really hot day. We had these little cabins as amps as as dressing rooms uh -huh. and we managed to scrounge a couple of amplifiers and neil had this little he had a he had a keyboard plugged into an amplifier tiny little 10 watt amplifier <laughs> Royna had plugged in i was just playing my bass as loudly as i could <laughs> and i put it on the table because sometimes if you put a, a solid bass guitar on a table the wood can Vibration. kind of resonate a bit more. Yeah. And Mike was playing the back of two chairs. And that's because <laughs> it's like, we haven't played this stuff together for year, for ages, you know, like yeah, months. Yeah. So we better just make sure we can run from the start to the end. So yeah. we, we did a quick, we did a dry run in, in, in using whatever we could. <laughs> Brilliant. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So that, that Manchester show, I would say, is probably, if I had to name a favorite concert, I think that was it because I think it was sort of the last one or before that gap, it was the last one. And it just was like everybody was just going for it. And I suppose the night before, maybe at Shepherd's Bush, having been filmed, feel it felt yeah, like, that, like I you guess were under, so. under scrutiny. And then in Manchester, everybody just <laughs> totally went for it. It was great. Well, we did because it was the last show. And yeah, yeah. it was a grueling, uh, when we got to England, it was a grueling, I think we did 14 shows in 15 days and we had one day off. Mm. And the day off, we decided to travel to Frankfurt and see Yes with the orchestra. <laughs> so really it was kind of like, not really a day off, it was like a more, kind of a busman's holiday, <laughs> as we like to say in the UK. Um, so yeah by the time i mean we were all absolutely shattered and you know could barely stand on our feet and my fingers were hurting my hands hurt for about a month after the whirlwind tour but that night it, we knew it was like we didn't have to do anything after that so we were just going for it cool right hell for level <laughs> yeah okay let me uh jump in uh with my number two yeah. uh I'm going to go all the way back to the first album and I'm going to go with uh, My New World, which <sighs> yeah. uh, I just think is just the most fantastic song. I mean, I, I know all of the above is the one that maybe you're supposed to pick from the first album. And that's certainly brilliant. And We All Need Some Light is, is a masterpiece, too. Uh, My New oh, World no. is one that always just stuck out to me. I love I just remember at the time when it first came out, it was. It was like just something I never had heard. You know, I I was listening to things like Dream Theater and stuff like that at the time. And the right. thing that I always liked was bands that could do long, intricate pieces, but that had hooks and melodies in them. And that was so rare to find. You always either had one or the other, you know. Yeah, and, for sure. And in My New World, it was just like, it was like a Beatles song, but done in over 17 minutes it was just so yes. cool and i just was like it was i felt so at the time before all of all of this which we have now internet and and prog groups and prog cruises and and all this stuff and we all know other people that now like this music at the time i'm like 
I'm the only one I know in the entire world that listens to that, you know? And I'm just like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. How is this yeah. possible? Someone else has to hear this. It's too good. And I have no one to show it to, you know? It was just like yeah. that. I remember thinking I know that, what you mean. like that. I guess in in Florida. Were you in Florida? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just like yeah. I had two friends that I could show it to that liked similar things, but it wasn't like ah, uh, you could you know a group of people yeah. that you all appreciated it. You didn't. I didn't know anyone else knew who Transatlantic was. I was over here by myself in you know Miami, like you know. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to have what we have now with everything. Me too. Yeah. I mean, My New World is a great example of Reiner uh, writing. And, you know, it's one of his best. It is one of his best things. And, um, you know, it's, it's just such a clever. The middle section that just breaks down where you've got the solos. It's just lovely. It's lovely to play. And it's mm -hmm. such a good groove. Yeah. And if you count it, I mean, it's it's all over the place. Yeah. You count it. But it just doesn't sound right. It sounds nice and easy. And, yeah. And the and the harmonies that, that you guys all see. The harmonies the and the Beatle references are, yeah. are great, aren't they, as well? Yeah, just great. Like you say, wrapped up in a kind of progressive-y, you know, thing. No, it's, you could, I think it's something you can show to someone who may think that they hate progressive music. Yeah. And they'll exactly. listen to it and they won't realize that it's progressive music and they'll like it. I that's what I yeah. feel like that kind of song is. Exactly. Um, yeah. Great. All right, cool. All right, let's see what you have for number one. My number one is one could say it's predictable. Mm -hmm. um, it is actually, I'm, I'm going to choose Simpty as well, simply because it was the first album we did. And it was, you know, I when I went to America, with my broken leg. I wasn't sure how we were going to make an album in that time. I wasn't sure whether I would, I was kind of struggling. I mean, to get between where we recorded and where we listened back to the five minutes we'd done, there was a slope or I, I, I could choose steps or a slope to get from the, <laughs> from the live room to the, to the control room. And so every time we stopped to listen to something, I had to, you know, struggle up this slope because I couldn't do steps. I had never figured, I hadn't really, I was like too dangerous on steps. So, and it was, I was sweating at the end of going up the steps. So it was, it was kind of a tough thing for me to do. And for the, you know, when, when we actually finished the album and, and it came out and I listened back to it, it was like, I was so proud of the fact that what we'd achieved was a pretty cool thing, you know, and it's still, it still kind of reminds me, you know, it's still one of my favorites, really. And I'm going to go with Full Moon Rising yeah. because yeah. it's a great song of Neil's. And um, I remember when we were kind of working on the whole thing, um, you know, all of the above. When we got to that bit, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is if this is what we're going to be doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, and, you know, the adrenaline kicks in and you 
start getting ideas and and everything else just falls away you know in love yeah. i was i was always i was in love with it from the first time neil played it so. like a child but fully grown like a star but not so far away it came here to take me No, to come out with thing. that being right. the first song by that group of musicians, it was just like, wow, this is yeah, this yeah, is not something ordinary. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I uh, yeah, man, that's a great choice, and yeah, I'm got perfect. I mean, it had to be. Um, all right, Jeff, what's your number one? Okay, um, I, I'm gonna apologize for not picking anything from Simpty, and it's no reflection at all on it because I I love it from start. Not to at all, yeah. And uh, and um, it's a bit like on these things in the past. Uh, you know, we all need some light is kind of one of the signature transatlantic songs. But normally, when we do these things, we you know, when we did Queen, we didn't. Nobody picked Bohemian Rhapsody. When we did Kansas, nobody picked Wayward Son. I think <laughs> right. I would I would bracket. We all need some light into into that category. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. My yeah. my pick is is Stranger in Your Soul. Um, you know, I'm unashamedly picking the whole thing. Um, because again, it's just that encapsulation of of everything that's great about Transatlantic from start to finish. Um, you know, it's got the pop bits, it's got the instrumental, it's got the big ending. It's got the big opening, you know. It's a, yeah. it's a, a, you know, it's a full symphony <laughs> in 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 one track. It's even got callbacks to, um, actually part of Sweet Charlotte Pike, my, the the, the yes the, yes of course some of the, the the bits in there. So it's it's that payoff of the first time you hear it and go, oh, I, I think I've heard that bit before. And then as you get to know it, you realize what it is. And I think that's part of the that's part of the joy of of this type of music is that you don't just listen to it once and you know you know what it's about um it it kind of pays off spending time with it and getting to know it and i've seen it live um again on world world uh, wind tour and just fantastic um live yeah. track as well so unashamedly i'm gonna pick and I bet that's well, Roy's pick as well. Well, I'm going to go my number one and just say it's the same song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it is great, isn't it? I mean, look, it's it's. I I haven't thought about it enough to to say if it's my top one, two, three, four song of all time of any band ever. But it's it's in that category. It's it's oh, absolutely wow. one of my favorite songs ever made by anybody. And. Uh, it's as perfect as as you can get it's it's it is like it's supper's ready you know and and stranger in your soul you know it's like right there and i mean yeah. the just the epic ending of it and we talk about neil's epic endings but that's that's the one by which all they're all compared to for me like it's <laughs> it it as good as that one i know and yeah, I know what you mean yeah no i think you guys just nailed that one it really is a, a special song and again going back to the cruise where into the blue kicked it off this sort of ended it 
you know, I mean, you, well, you, there was the Yes Jam with John Anderson. The Yes Show that you did with John Anderson, I think, was after. Yeah, there was. But um, I just <coughs> remember seeing you guys end your set with this. And that was at, at night on the ship and the whole thing. And I just another just uh, memory that's stuck in my brain. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just a really it. very just important special song to me. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, I've already chosen. Did I choose anything? Yeah, yeah, you did. This? That was your name. I did, You had I? that at two, yeah, so. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a um, bit of a favorite, yeah. Yeah, and comes off, uh, well, live, I mean, I mean one... it, you know, the thing that you guys have as a challenge as a band is that everybody would like to hear all the songs you guys play, but all the songs you play are 30 minutes. So how do you just <laughs> Mike would like to play them all. <laughs> so, you know, it's tough, right? I mean, the, you know, if you wanted to go on tour with the absolute universe, let, you know, I imagine you play the absolute universe, maybe the whole things by what you guys have normally done. And, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, good God, the encore then has to be what the whirlwind. I mean, it's a, <laughs> or, or 30 minutes stranger in your soul or, it's a challenge. Well, we have done, we've done a kind of whirlwind stranger mix yeah, before now. Matt, Matt but, um, I, Mike has already said, well, you know, I can see us playing it all in one hit. So um, with yeah. this album, I didn't pick anything off um, the new album because I've, I've, I never thought about it because it isn't out yet. I thought, well, yeah, it's, well, it, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's new. I mean, it's tough to, like it's I new, said, my but, choice um, would might change six months from now from that, but but the benefit of of uh, Bridge Across Forever and Jewel with the Devil uh, was that um, we um, you know we had time in advance to um, arrange the songs, mm. and so we didn't. Whereas with with the first album, the arranging was was happening as we were recording it. We'd already demoed um, most of uh, Bridge Across Forever. So Joel with the Devil, we'd already done a demo of it. We'd already worked out which bits worked best and which bits needed changing and done all of that kind of, you know, the bare bones of the work beforehand before we actually went to the studio to record it. Right. Cool. Yeah. 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 I remember it was funny, actually, because we were still, I was certainly, I was quite new to not having a crew <laughs> and people people to look after me yeah. so we we got to we got we got to the studio um and this happened this also happened at, at the first studio but not so i don't, I don't remember it quite as much at, with the first studio but with the second studio um when we were recording bridge across forever mike um had a a, a bunch of boxes with drums inside them and a bunch of hardware 
and I had my bass and a bunch of pedals and a bunch of leads and I'm like so <laughs> so how do, how do I wire all this stuff up <laughs> and Mike was like oh boy I've never you know Jose sets my drums up <laughs> all the time and and we didn't have Jose and we didn't have my tech guy oh, so um, it took us took us a bit of a, a, a time to figure out how to how to put the equipment together to to start recording That's hilarious that's yeah, I know. Yeah, we've got better. We've got better. <laughs> we just employ people now. That's great. <laughs> well, uh, once again, uh, I, the Absolute Universe Transatlantic is out or, or out on February fifth. Which, by the way, yeah. I should point out is my birthday. So thank you for that. You it's your birthday. <laughs> Putting out the new album on my birthday, which is wow, a nice that's amazing. Present. Because, um, looking for the light is coming out on my birthday which is January the 15th. Okay. Oh. Well, there you go. Well, ha well so, happy early. Uh, happy birthday well, to happy you. Well, happy birthday yeah. to you on, right. the, on, the, on the 15th. <laughs> and we're both turning 30, so. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I've just had a tougher life. <laughs> well, Pete, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much. Always great to, to yeah, talk to you, man. You. Thank you. Pleasure. We'll be well. We'll, we'll, we'll see again. you on the road soon, hopefully. Yeah. All right. See you, Jeff. Bye. See you guys. Thank See you. See you guys. Take Bye. care.